And so that's one reason why we're talking about 40 things that God says about me. This is going to wrap up our Say What series. Look at your neighbor and say, Say What? It's really important what you say. We've been learning that since the top of the year. Going into this year, last year, God said, I'm going to grow a church. And man, I've seen so much growth in so many of you guys. And by growing a church, by growing a church, oh, we lost it, didn't we? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Lord. Uh, 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 By growing a church, no, he grew us in numerics. We finally hit about the 100 100 mark uh, uh, on membership and praise God for that. Uh, but I'd be praising, I was praising God when we hit the 25 mark, you know, uh, uh, I'm not honestly not so much concerned with numbers. I, I'm, I'm, you know, if, if we had 500, but none of us were growing, that's, you know, we're kind of wasting our time, right? Uh, by growing a church, well, we are the church. We, we need to grow. And, and I've seen so much growth in you guys. Uh, this, uh, this year going into this year, if you remember, he said he was going to perfect the church. And by that, it means perfecting our faith and perfecting how we walk in faith. And sometimes that takes a little fire. Sometimes that takes some building up. It takes all kinds of things. But one of the quickest ways to grow and to impact your life in faith is through your mouth. Our key verse, we've been talking about James chapter 3, verse 2. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. Does that describe anybody? Describes me. For if we could control our tongues, if you could control your mouth, we would be perfect, and could also control ourselves in every other way. We've talked about, you know, how little bitty, little bitty uh, rudder steers a whole big ship. You can take a big giant beast, put a bit in its mouth, lead it anywhere you want it to go. Man, I'm telling you, the tongue leads your life. So if you want incredible faith to manifest in your life. If you want the kingdom of God to manifest in your life, the quickest way, the quickest doorway is right here. If the Lord's put some wonderful things in your heart, you want to, you want to get it from your heart out into your life. Quickest way to start doing that is your mouth. If you want to have a horrible day, if you want to have some big trouble in your life, if you want to have some misery in your life, quickest way to cause it right here. Man, if I could learn to control this. According to James, Brother James says, hey, I can control every... So, man, I need to, I, I got to control my eating habits. Well, start here. I, you know, I need to control my temper. Start here. I, I, need to, I need to control how organized I am. Start here. Every, every aspect of your life starts here. If I can control my mouth, I can get control every other thing in my life. So real quick, just a quick review. We learned that words are creative. God created this whole realm via his word, the Bible says. And and we are to be imitators of God. We've been made in the image of God when the Holy Spirit quickens us and we become alive through our faith in Christ Jesus. Then that means that we are to be imitators of God. We are uh, chips off the old block. That means your words create that means whatever you are speaking into your life is, comes to pass. It happens. So you're, uh, uh, Solomon said that there's either life or death in the tongue. Are, are, we, are we speaking life or are we speaking death over situations, right? Uh, we talked about the, the power of confessing. We're confessing something. The word confess merely means to say what someone else says, right? If you are confessing to a crime, well, you're confessing to what the prosecution is saying about you. You're, you're saying what they're saying. Yes, I stole the car. Fine. 
you busted me, right? Uh, so if you're going to confess, that means you're confessing something at all times. You're either confessing what somebody has spoken over you, what society wants you to say, what the government wants you to say, or what the word of God has to say about you, you know? And, and if you're going to have something creative and blessed in your life, I would recommend saying what God has to say about you. Amen. Uh, we talked about that your words affect that which is not seen. Sometimes people speak over situations in their life. They don't see any change. They give up. They, they want to throw, throw that concept away. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, you remember it says that it withered from the root up. That it would dry it up from the root up. Well, you would think it would dry up from the branches down to the root because at least the roots are in the ground. But no, it actually, when he cursed the fig tree, it affected that which was not seen first, the root of the situation first. Every root or every situation you face has a spiritual root ultimately. <coughs> Excuse me. Every, every issue in your family, every issue about yourself, every issue on your job ultimately has a spiritual root. The Bible says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood but against principality and rulers of the air. In other words, there are spiritual things taking place that cause physical manifestations. So if you speak, if you speak with authority and speak the word of God, it's actually going to start affecting the root. It may take a little time before you start seeing it in the physical. But don't, don't doubt, continue to have faith that what you're saying is having an impact. Amen? All right, now we're all caught up. Last week we talked about Numbers 1 through 20 of uh, uh, 40 things God says about me. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, 21 through 40. We're going to go really quick. Again, this isn't a deep dive. We don't have time to do a deep dive on all this. Uh, I give you a scripture for each one, but there's multiple scriptures you can pull these things from. Uh, if, if you want to uh, take this and, and just kind of do a personal Bible study on it. Uh, the, again, just for those who weren't here last week, these were 40 things that God gave me to speak over myself about four years ago uh, when I went through one of the most difficult seasons of my life. Many of you were there to walk with me during that difficult season. There was a lot of things that had been spoken over me, a lot of things that had been saying and what was being said about me that, man, it was, it was rough. It was tearing me down. It was breaking me down. And the Lord said, why don't you ignore all that? Because all of that, everything in this terrestrial world is only temporary anyway. So why don't you focus on eternal things and just say what I say about you? You're, you're, you're replaying what other people have said about you. Why don't you replay what I said about you? And so I started making a list of things as he would give it to me. And, I, and, and so there was 40 things, and, and, and I made it through that season. I would wake up every day, and I would, I would speak these 40 things out loud over me. So one of the first things I spoke over myself wasn't, Oh, Dave, you're looking old, <laughs> you know, or putting on something. Oh, Dave, you need to lose some weight. Oh, Dave, you're kind of tired. You don't want to go into work, do you? You know, it wasn't anything like that. First, the first 40 things I said about myself would be what God had to say about me. And that's some powerful stuff. So if all of a sudden I get to work, 10 minutes later, somebody fusses about something, Hey, well, they had one thing to say about me. Man, God had 40 things to say about me today. It, it allows your mind. Now, if, you know, if, am I saying that if you speak these 40 things, man, your day's going to be hunky-dory and you ain't going to fit? No. <laughs> as long as there is uh, uh, life in you, you're going to face issues. You're going to have problems. You're going to have trouble. You know, I used to think 
uh, when I became an adult, it would just be a matter of, of, of one problem after another, right? And I was wrong. Because there's many problems, <laughs> all simultaneously, never ending, <laughs> right? That's just adulting. But Jesus said, hey, you're, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but be a good cheer because I have overcome this world. I've, and, and, uh, and one way to overcome it is with your mouth. If you want to speak something, might as well speak what he's saying. And so this is just a very practical thing. Uh, I'd gotten away from doing this. And life started getting blessed. And, and uh, so I was walking with the Lord and just having a good time. And coming in, in this last year, I, I, I struggled with a, a couple of different thoughts that I was dealing with, struggling, struggling. And the Lord said, why don't you get back to doing what I told you to do in the first place? And so in the weeks leading up to this year, I pulled this list back out. I started speaking it over myself daily again. I've been doing it now for a couple of months. And, and, and even just doing it again, it changes, it just sets your mind up to, to, have, to, to be in the right place. It sets your mind up to walk in faith for the day. And so yeah, every morning, uh, every morning, I, this is part of my, part of my uh, prayer, my prayer time, just a habit that I've gotten into. 40 things God says about me. So we're going to go quick. I don't want to hold us too long. Woo! I, man, we really got to go quick. Man, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to upset any of the Baptists in the room. So here we go. All right. Y'all know I'm picking at you. Everyone relax. Number 21. Now you'll notice I capitalize I am because that reminds me of the name that God gave himself in the Old Testament at the burning bush. When Moses said, hey, you want me to go back and set the people free? Who, said, who should I say sent me? And God, up until then, God never gave himself a name. Men had always given, given God a name. But he said, he said, uh, he said, I am that I am. In Hebrew, it's echye, aser echye. It means the existence that is the existence. How do I give myself a name? I am, look around, just like the very existence that you, you see is, that's, that's me, right? You, you are alive in me. And so, and then he said, this is my name. It's a memorial for you and for every generation afterwards. It's a creative name. That's why you, you don't want to take the name of the Lord in vain. Well, when you say, oh, I am depressed. Well, you're, t- you're creating something in yourself. Don't use his name to create falsehoods in your life. Let the weak say, I am strong. I'm feeling weak, but I'm going to speak the name of God that he gave himself. I am strong, right? So here we are, 21. I am blessed Coming in and going out. Deuteronomy 28, 6. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. I want you to look to your left. You're blessed. Look to your right. You're blessed. Look in front of you. You're blessed. Look behind you. You're blessed. You got the blessings of God all around you, even in the worst of situations. If you'll pause long enough, you'll realize you have the blessings of God all around you. You are blessed. You're blessed coming and going. That's a good situation to be in. So why don't you just decree it over yourself every day? I am blessed coming in and going out. 22, I am an heir of eternal life. We talked about some other things that you were heir to. You were a joint heir with Christ. We talked about that we were an heir to the promises of Abraham. Well, you also get to inherit eternal life. Think about it. You're never going to die. You're never going to die. These bodies can give out, but you keep You keep living. You're an heir of eternal life. Titus 3, 7. And he did it. In other words, he, he gave his life that we might be justified by grace. 
by his favor, wholly undeserved, that we might be acknowledged and counted as conformed to the divine will in purpose, thought, and action, and that we might become heirs of eternal life according to our hope. So you are an heir of eternal life. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. The, and when you interpret that in the Greek, the word all, do you know what it means? It means all. <laughs> it means, <laughs> in other words, what does all not encompass? So Ephesians 1.3 says, may, may blessing, which means praise, laudation, and, and, and eulogy, be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. Jesus said, the, spirit, the kingdom of heaven is within you. He said that to a bunch of mean old Pharisees too. Well, if the kingdom of heaven was in them, surely it's in, the, it's in you who are redeemed. Uh, uh, the kingdom of heaven isn't about eating or drinking, but it's uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit? In you. And if you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm, well, where's the heavenly realm? In you. That means in you as a believing child of God, if Christ is your Lord, then all, every spiritual blessing you need is already in you. It's already there. It's a matter of having faith and accessing it, right? So that's, that's pretty powerful to speak over yourself. Number 24, I am healed by his stripes. 1 Peter 2, 24, he personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree as an altar and offered himself on it that we might die, which means cease to exist to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds or by his stripes, you have been healed. I love this because uh, Peter wrote this and, and what tense is this? By his wounds, you have been healed. What tense is that? Past tense. He didn't say by his wounds or by his stripes, you will be healed says, you are healed. You have already received, the, the healing's already been bought. It's just a matter of having faith and claiming it. Amen? Amen? And healing comes in all kind of different ways. So 25, I can exercise authority over the enemy. You, you don't have to be a wimpy Christian. You can stand up. The Bible says that the devil goes around uh, as a roaring, he didn't say he was a roaring lion. He said that he went around as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. So in other words, he's, he's, he, he pretends to be a roaring lion. <coughs> he's, he's fake. It's fake news. Right? Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses. And nothing shall in any way harm you. Say, wait a minute, I have friends and loved ones who, who have dealt with physical ailments or this or that, and it looks like that they've been harmed. No, the real you is not this. You are not your body. You are not even your thoughts. You are the one who occupies this body. You are the one who is aware of your thoughts. Say, well, wait a minute, I thought, I think, therefore I am. No, it's, it really is, I am aware that I'm thinking, therefore I am. You're the one who understands and realizes that you're having thoughts, Right? That's the you. That's the eternal you. And, and so, so if you say, well, what about people that, that get into accidents and they're maimed or this or that? Let me tell you something. Uh, Carrie Kimball. Most of you know Carrie Kimball. Uh, what, what an elegant woman for, for all those years. 
She may have been a little bitty, but she'd walk in a room and she carried a big presence. Many of you remember that. And almost four years ago, she has an aneurysm. And now she has, she, she still struggles physically. Thank God for the progress she's made, but it's not easy. And she still has challenges. Say, well, see, did the enemy harm? No, it didn't harm her. It harmed her body. It may have even caused some damage uh, in, in the way that her brain can function. But at the same time, the real her, she's always been a worshiper. That's the thing about Carrie. If you ever got around her, man, she was praising God. And, and just the other month, I go pulling up out on, uh, at Bob's barn out there in, in, in Springtown. I, I go pulling up out there, and he's got praise and worship music kind of blaring all around uh, the home facility there. And she's sitting out on the, on, the, on the porch with praise and worship, and she's kind of by herself. She's all got a blanket on, and she's just chilled out, relaxing. I come walking up. What's she doing? She's got her hands raised. Just big old tears coming down, a big old smile on her face, and she's just praising God. Why? Because that's her. That's how she was prior to the aneurysm. That's how she still is. So, so even the physicality, it didn't hurt her. My mom struggling with uh, leukemia uh, the last 10 months of her life. Well, the leukemia didn't, didn't hurt her. It came against her body, but she was still praying. Like you know, a few days before she passed, she was laying hands, praying for nurses. Nurses were lined up to go have her pray for her. She's laying there dying, Right? So leukemia didn't kill her. The Lord took her. <laughs> you know, leukemia, leukemia had to let go of her because, man, the Lord took her away. And, and I was there when it happened. Man, she looked 20 years younger instantly, you know. So, so, so the real you cannot be hurt. He's given you authority over stuff. So I can exercise authority over the enemy. Y'all still with me? All right, 26, I am above and not beneath. Deuteronomy 28, 13. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and are watchful to do them. Now, that's the thing. Salvation comes free. The promises of God are conditional. He doesn't automatically just say, oh, here, here's the promise. He'd say, hey, look, I've saved you. That's free. But I will, I, I promise I can do these things for it. But you, as long as you have faith in me and do what I tell you to do. If you have faith in them, you're going to obey the word of God to the best of your ability, to the best of your understanding. And that's what he's telling the people here. But I love it. He said, you're going to be above and not beneath. Say, oh, you don't understand. I'm under so much pressure. No, you are not under pressure. You are above pressure. You may be dealing with pressure, but you're on top of it because that's where the Lord has you. You may be having to deal with a lot of bull in your life, but trust me, you riding that bull. He's not trampling you, right? You are above and not beneath. You have problems you're going to face, but they don't have to be over you. You are over them. You are above and not beneath. Something to speak over yourself every day. 27, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Think about it. Think about a boxer who's trained all 10 months preparing for a fight. Man, he has conditioned his body to deliver pain and to receive pain. He has eaten such a strict diet. He has said no to everything his kids tried to feed him, everything his wife has tried to feed him. No, I'm just going to, the strict diet. He is now a chiseled war machine. He gets in the ring. He goes toe-to-toe, seven rounds with his opponent. They're trading blows. Bam, bam, bam. Swollen eyes, swollen ears, busted teeth. 
And he finally lands one last southpaw hook. Whap, knocks the guy out. Out for the 10 count. All of a sudden, he raises on one hand that's being raised. On the other hand, he's holding that big giant check. $2 million, $2 million payout. He is a conqueror. He gets in his car. He drives home. His wife opens the door. He hands her that check. She holds it, raises it up. She is more than a conqueror. But yet, that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus was the conqueror. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. But you are more than a conqueror because you don't have to climb back up on a cross. You don't have to get stuck in a tomb. You don't have to be physically resurrected in that manner. You get all the authority, power, and benefits that Christ had. He freely bestows it on you through faith and through submission to him. You are more than a conqueror. Romans 8.37, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Amen. 28, I have the keys to the kingdom. Man, he's given you the keys to to open the kingdom of God. And it's simple. This is what the keys of the kingdom are. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind or declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth, declare to be lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. It's, it's really a simple concept. Where's the kingdom of heaven? Within us. In the kingdom of heaven, if it's not permitted, if it's not, if it's not law, then don't permit it in your life. If it is permitted, if it is law, that's what you decree for your life. So in the kingdom of God, is there depression? No. Don't loose it in your life. Bind that in your life. Don't permit it. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm speaking against depression in my life. I'm not going to be depressed in Jesus' name. Is, 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 uh, is encouragement part of the kingdom of God? Yes. So, Lord, I, I claim your encouragement. I believe you're going to encourage me through your word. You're going to send somebody who's going to speak over me and encourage me as well. I'm going to see something today and it's going to encourage me in you. In other words, you are binding, you are permitting or, or, or not permitting what already exists in the kingdom of God. That's the key to it. That's the keys that he's talking about. 20, 29, I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Revelation 12, 11, and they have overcome or conquered him by means of the blood of the lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. For they did not, they did not love and cling to life even when faced with death. Okay, so what, uh, notice you're overcomer because of the blood of Jesus. Praise God for the blood of Jesus. Uh, Psalm says that the blood uh, 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 cleanses us from sin and heals us from disease. Praise God for that. But also notice you are an overcomer by the word of your testimony. You can be an overcomer by what you say. Amen. So are you speaking overcoming words or not? Number 30, I am daily overcoming the world. I am daily overcoming the world. John 16, 16, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence in the world. You may, uh, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. 
31, I am not moved by what I see. 2 Corinthians 4, 18 says, we have considered and looked not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are not unseen. For the things that are invisible are temporary, temporal. But the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. When you walk by faith, you, it, there are going to be things that you see that don't line up with the word of God in your life. And, and you, you've got to make a choice that no, regardless of what I see, experience, feel, hear, I'm going to believe the word of God. I'm going to claim the word of God. Leads us to our next one. <clears throat> trying to go quick here. Trying to go quick. 32, I walk by faith and not by sight. Decree that over yourself. For we walk by faith. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fervor. Thus, we walk not by sight or appearance. If you're going to walk by sight, you're going to wind up being reactionary to everything. Jesus didn't necessarily react. He would respond. Respond. If you respond, you can respond by faith. If you react, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're hectic. You're getting tossed to and fro. You become double-minded and unsteady in all your ways. 33, I cast down imaginations. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk or live in flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical. We don't go around trying to shoot each other or beat each other, right? Because, because it's a spiritual thing that we're a part of. Uh, they're not physical, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. The word strongholds there deal with uh, mental patterns, uh, psychological patterns, right? If all of a sudden you, you get stressed out about something and it, your brain says you need to go grab you a donut, well, that's a stronghold, right? Or if somebody happens to say a certain trigger word in you and you, boy, it just sets you off and, and, and you, you go on the spiral of, of getting angry or depressed or whatever, that, that's a stronghold, that's a mental pattern. And those are so hard to break. But the weapons of our warfare, which is the word of God and the Holy Spirit, can start rewriting those mental patterns, those programs. Uh, verse five, this is kind of where we get, I cast down imaginations. Uh, the way that the Amplified reads is, and as much as we refute arguments, the King James would say, we cast down imaginations. We refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive in obedience to Christ. So in other words, you are not your thoughts. And you, you will get wonderful thoughts and you'll get horrible thoughts. And you have to identify which thought is, is part of your imagination. In other words, which thought did you make up? that doesn't align with the word of God. And you cast that down, you throw it down, you pull it down. You know, I told you that this past year, there was a, there was a couple of thoughts I, I struggled with all year pertaining to something from my past. I would struggle, I would, I would obsess over it. I would just, it would occupy. If I had time just to sit, I'd find myself just going there and it would just frustrate me and irritate me and things I should have been letting go of, letting go of. And finally the Lord's like, when are you gonna throw that down? You keep holding on to this. Just throw it. I had to cast it down. All right. And even now, if that thought crops up in my head, I go, no, no, we're not thinking about that. I'm not going to think it. You know, ain't, ain't dealing with it. No, throw it back down. Which leads us to our next one. Same, same chapter or same chapter and verses. I take every thought captive. God gives you the authority and the power to take the Say, Lord, help me to stop thinking about this. No, stop it. You have the power. You stop. You take it captive. Take it captive with the word of God. 
thought, you don't line up with the word of God. I choose to believe what the word of God says about this situation. And this is what I will think. So, so I, I decree this over myself daily. I take every thought captive. I'm not going to allow. You're going to have thoughts. Man, it's, it's almost like your, your head's an antenna, right? <laughs> thoughts are all out there. Things are going to put things in your head. And you just take it. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not going down that road. I'm not going down that street. Not going to do it. 35, all right, we're getting near the end. Everyone say hallelujah. <laughs> I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a de- decisive uh, dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, which means rational or intelligent service and spiritual worship. The big debate, what's the correct way to worship? Do you raise your hands, clap, sing, or do you stand in awe and respect and quiet? Do you get really loud? Do you get quiet? All these people want to like, look, you, wanna, you really want to know what spiritual worship is? When you wake up and say, my body is yours, Lord. You take my hands, you do it. Everything I do, let it, let it be acceptable to you. Everywhere I walk, let it be acceptable. If I look at something, let it be acceptable. If I think of something, let it be acceptable. If I say something, let it be acceptable. I am yours to command. That's true spiritual worship. Now, however you want to demonstrate that, you want to cut a rug, awesome. You want to stand in awe, awesome. That's true spiritual worship, when you just give yourself and submit fully over to God. So, verse, verse 2, do not be conformed to the world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Man, this world's pretty superficial, isn't it? But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Stop thinking the way that you used to think. You got to get some, some fresh thoughts in there by its new ideals and its new attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So if you want true transformation in your life, you got to renew your mind. Verse 36, I am a co-laborer together with God. I am a co-labor, co-worker with God, for we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. Isn't that awesome to know that while you're trying to build yourself up to be the best you, you're trying to build yourself up in order to, to grow in the Lord. You're trying to build up your faith. God's working on that building with you. He is a co-laborer, a co-worker. He's coming in saying, hey, let me help you with this. God himself, I love that. 37, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God, and that's rightedness. That word righteousness means rightedness. So you get to represent everything that is right about God in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? 1 Corinthians 3, 9, for our sake he made Christ to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, that means viewed as be, uh, being in and examples of the righteousness of God, what we ought to be, approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. So I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am an imitator of God, Ephesians 5.1. Therefore be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. Now, I'm telling you, if you will speak these things over yourself, you'll start, there's, there's a noticeable change you'll start seeing. If you start getting this washing, washing your mind with the word of God daily. 
I am the light of the world. See, I thought Jesus was the light of the world. Well, you are alive in Christ. Jesus said himself, Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You need to be shining. Don't hide yourself. Don't hide yourself away from people and from society. Get out there and shine. Love on people. Share, share the good news of Jesus. 40. Woo, we made it. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. 40. I realize the blessings of God if I continually praise him. Man, you want to change your life and watch, like if you can change what you have to say, rather than getting mad and frustrated and stuff, you will learn. If you start getting mad, just rather than saying something negative, just come out and just praise him. Sometimes my staff hears me, they'll come up and let me know that something, you know, hey, I'm trying to get this going, but this all fell apart. And while my flesh wants to say, what in the world, man, this is ridiculous. They want us to do what? We got to pay what? You know, I'll, I'll look at the report and I'll just, well, glory. <laughs> I will bless the Lord when? At all times. At all times. That's right. All means all. Even in the Hebrew, all means all. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. All my life makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble and afflicted hear and be glad. Do you realize that when you praise God, you could actually be helping someone who's afflicted to be glad. Someone lifting them up. Kind of like Paul and Silas. Man, they started worshiping God at the midnight hour. Not only did their chains fall off, man, the whole jail got loosed just from their praise and worship. Your, your praise and worship could literally not only impact you, but impact all those around you. I love that. I will bless the Lord at all times. That means in the good, it's easy to praise him in the good times. Ooh, thank you, God. I glorify you. Man, this has been a great day. But even on the lousy days, the most uh, uh, trying of times, you know, I watched my mom where we had to uh, have a memorial for my brother. One of the hardest things I ever did was have to walk with my mom down that aisle at my brother's funeral. And uh, just 19 months after we had uh, laid my dad to rest, uh, she mourned my dad. She grieved my brother. And uh, just to feel the weight of her as we just walked down the aisle. And in the midst of the first song, and she was so broken, but I was so, my, my mom, I love her to death. She, she fussed at me. She used to fuss at me. I'll mean, tell you something. George Butler fussed Dave so much. But I, I, I'd give anything to hear her fuss at me again, right? And, and uh, in the midst of my brother's funeral, and there he was laid out in the casket. And to me, I was like, this is not real. This is not real. How is this happening, Lord? I watched my mom stand up and raise her hands and begin to praise him in the midst of the first song. Big old tears coming down. And I thought of this, I will bless the Lord at all times. For that woman, her son was laying in a coffin right in front of her. That was probably the last thing she felt like doing. But she said, I will bless the Lord at all times. How powerful is that? Man, what a powerful Holy Spirit moment. And so I challenge everyone. I don't know what this week holds. And I, I pray you all have a wonderful week. But for all I know, some of y'all are going to have a horrible week. I don't, I don't know what's in store for you. The Lord does. But I challenge you this week. If you bump into something that is so difficult, take a moment and just begin to praise him. Lord, I love you. I don't understand this, but you are so worthy. You are so glorious. Help me. <laughs> you know? Uh, sometimes just if you, if, if you find yourself not doing a whole lot, 
just begin to praise him. My poor wife, she works from home. She's back in her office, got a headset on. She's on a government phone call. And all of a sudden, she hears me out of nowhere. I'm in the kitchen just, well, glory, hallelujah. And I'm, I'm all happy. I'm having, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm telling Ranger, our German shepherd, I'm like, come on, Ranger, praise the Lord with me, glory. <laughs> Trying to like give him some pancake or something. All of a sudden, next thing I hear, my poor wife, I hear those French doors, slam. Because <laughs> she's on this phone call, like she's got the government on there, right? I'm, come on, Ranger, let's go have church in the bedroom. Fine. <laughs> well, what am I doing? I'm just... Hey, I ain't got nothing else to say at the time. I might as well praise God, right? So real quick, let's all stand. Man, that makes people feel a lot better. Preacher says, let's all stand. So we're going to go over this. We're going to read them together. So if you weren't here last week, you need to take some pictures of this or take notes. Here it is. This is all 40 of them. I challenge you. 40 things, 40 things God has to say about you. Why don't you start the day out speaking this over yourself before you speak anything else over yourself. Speak 40 things, 40 things, man, can you believe that? And that's only 40 things. God's got a whole lot more to say about you. These are 40 things. Let's all read them together. I am a child of God. I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I am forgiven. I am saved by grace. Oh, hey, what's going on? Hang on, we're gonna gonna do this. You pulled the plug, didn't you, John? I saw you do it. Here we are. Are we back on? No, hang on. All right, there we are. Look at that. Where are we at? Five, I am justified by faith. I am sanctified. I am a new creature. I am a sharer in his divine nature. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am delivered from the power of darkness. Juan's just trying to keep me on my toes. That's all it is. I am led by the spirit of God. I am children of God. It means I have a family. I am kept in safety. All my needs are met by Jesus. I can cast all my cares on Jesus. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus. I am an heir to the blessings of Abraham. I am an observer and doer of the Lord's commands. I am blessed coming in and going out. I am an heir of eternal life. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. I am healed by his stripes. I can exercise authority over the enemy. I am above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror. I have the keys to the kingdom. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. I am daily overcoming the world. I am not moved by what I see. I walk by faith and not by sight. I cast down imaginations. I take every thought captive. I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. I am a co-laborer together with God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am an imitator of God. I am the light of the world. I realize the blessings of God if I continually praise him. Someone give him a little praise in this house right now. Man, that's enough. That's enough holy information to whoop up on any devil that comes into your life today. That you've already, before you left church, you just spoke out 40 things that God says about you. You confessed 40 truths that God has decreed over you. Uh, I challenge, I challenge everybody. Start speaking these and, and also find other things that the word of God has to say about you and speak those things over your life and over every situation. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for your word. 
Thank you for decreeing some incredible things about all of us. Because man, there's some folks that sure would like to pull us down. The, the enemy would sure like to get us believing some lies about ourselves. But you say some phenomenal things. So Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you are, you are perfecting us and you're beginning to perfect us by our mouths. That we will speak your word. We will believe your word. That we walk by faith. We live by faith. We overcome the world by faith. We are strong in faith, giving glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We just worship you. We're going to sing one more time as a family. But before we do so, let me speak a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord one more time. If you need prayer for anything, come grab me or grab your neighbor. And any of us would be uh, honored to pray and believe the word of God for you. Isaac, you got... Dave, you can post, can you post those on the website? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can post them on the website. And then also on Facebook as well. Also uh, be watching. Uh, I'll send them out tomorrow in an email blast. If you, if you don't receive the Gathering Church email, go, go online. Uh, uh, you can subscribe to it. And uh, usually every Thursday I get to, I, I send out uh, some information to you about things coming up. But one thing that we're going to start doing and be praying about it is on Mondays we're going to send out, because I know many of you are prayers, we're going to send out a prayer list. So if you, if, uh, we're going to start blasting out an email prayer list. So, so uh, make sure you subscribe to the Gathering Church email uh, uh, weekly. It'll become bi-weekly here pretty soon, uh, bi-weekly email. Amen. Hey, let's worship the Lord together one more time.